Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with celebrity relationship news, hairspray, and... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and food-scented candles. What a show. Ah. Before we get into the show, I actually wanted to once again plug Everything is Cake, which is my two beautiful co-hosts, Amelia Wedemeyer and Kate Hallowell's Great British Bake Off recap show every Friday, wherever you get your podcast. You want to have some fun. Amelia's having the time of her life on that pod. I do not watch Great British Bake Off tuned into this episode. It's a joyous time. I was laughing my ass off. It was great stuff. So check it out. Um, That's again on the Ringer Reality TV feed. Okay, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. All right, tea time's going dumpster diving on this beautiful <laughs> Thursday. We're checking in with relationship news. We care about it. You should care about it. Um, some deep cuts here, but let's start with the good. Um, some big news at the top, Amelia. Yeah, some big news. It was revealed that Lena Dunham got married to musician... Louis Felber, who I guess performs under the name Atawalpa. Um, she got married to him. That's exciting. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and you know who was a, p- a bridesmaid? Taylor Swift. So that's important. There were actually Vogue did this whole write up on their wedding that I actually right. found quite lovely. But I was surprised by the level of coverage somehow. Mm. Like Lena Donham has been like for Lena Donham, relatively low key for the past mm-hmm. like year, couple yeah. of years. Uh, mm-hmm. again, like for her. And there was just like a lot of very specific coverage and like a lot of behind the scenes pictures and a lot of like, like several paragraphs on like flower arrangements. <laughs> and I was wow. like, this mm-hmm. is more than I expected them to have on this. But uh, she seems very really? happy. The wedding yes, seemed to have does. like good energy, laid back vibes, uh, fun, you know, outfits and stuff like that. So yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's the biggest news and everything else is smaller beans. Okay, next one. (laughs) I can't Um, wait for this. Okay. Well, it was great. Last night we were, we, when Liz says everything else is literally small beans like that, I was scrounging around for just the 
teeniest of scraps. And um, I added this next piece and Liz was like, who is this? And we were both writing in the dock and it was like, it was okay. It was funnier in my mind. And it was funny. If you were there, you guys would have been laughing. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So... Freddie Highmore, who is the good doctor, got married. Uh, <laughs> great. And he, he didn't reveal his wife's name, but he was just like, I'm married. And it was and Jimmy Kimmel was like, cool. So And, and so are we. We too exactly. are like, cool. so Freddie Highmore. That's great. nice. Good for him. He loved um Wonderland. Wasn't he in some movie called like Wonderland? I don't know. I'm He's been sure. in a lot of movies. Finding, he was like a child, Neverland. a child actor. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yes, he was. He, very, was. he was one of those that was like very adorable when he was small. Oh, and then yes, he grew right. up to be just like a regular white man. And a regular it was like, schmo. well, He's in August Rush. It's my mom's favorite movie of oh all time. Gosh. <laughs> wow. There so now go. I care about Freddie Highmore, I guess. There you okay. go. And Great. Now he's married. So that's cool. Um, and then I have another one, the other good one. Um, Jeannie Mai of The Real TV Show, she is pregnant with her husband, Jeezy. So it's great. Wow. You nice. Know? Yeah. It, okay. I know. So that's who, it. I almost know who she is. So uh, yeah. good for them. The people uh, photos are very beautiful, I will say. Yes. They are on a cliffside house like a state perhaps the dress is like beautiful blue it's a mm-hmm. very nice um pregnancy announcement I lovely yes, agreed. lovely agreed yes all right let's get into the bad we did the good the bad and the ugly uh in case you hadn't noticed of the relationship news now this is actually a bigger story uh we just kind of missed the cut this was one of those mm-hmm. tea time goes up on a friday at 10 a.m and this news item comes out at 11 a.m and we're like mm-hmm. cursing our screens guys huge news Grimes and Elon Musk have separated. They have yeah. broken up after three years. Musk said, we are semi-separated, but still love each other, see each other frequently, and are on great terms. Apparently, uh, Grimes is still staying with him, which I'm like, how separated are you then? Oh. Uh, but they're so weird. Who knows? Yeah. So this is maybe good news, but also bad news because I genuinely cannot think of anyone weird enough for them to date. Like they actually were so weird together that they made sense. Mm. Uh, and they have been talking about each other, talking about, you know, the SpaceX program and Grimes right. revealed maybe like a tongue in cheek uh, plan for her post-marriage life. She said that she is going to be colonizing one of Jupiter's moons, Europa, separately from Elon for the lesbian space commune. So if anyone would like to get in on that, now is the time. Cool. Um, They just, there are just a lot of things. They've been doing a lot of interviews about uh, Mars and the SpaceX plan to colonize Mars Mm. by 2026. Grimes said she would like to move to Mars after the age of 50 and do manual labor until death. Sure. Uh, And she also said that she would like to have her consciousness live in some kind of humanoid vessel that can speak and move freely. And then that body can go to Mars and other planets with my mind inside it. So Uh, Grimes has big plans for the single life. Does she just have these ideas like that come up, bubble up every now and then? Or does she have like a notebook where she keeps all these like, oh, here, hey, you know, (laughs) it's hard to say. But, you know, sometimes couples just have different goals in life. Maybe Elon was like, listen, I'm more of a Jupiter kind of guy and like you're a Mars kind of girl and like it's just not going to work. I don't know. Uh, Mm. But I genuinely can't wait to see who they date next because it has to be someone 
I don't, I genuinely don't know. Maybe aliens. Like that's yeah. the next step, you know? Hot. To answer your earlier question about how are they like cohabitating, obviously he has some bajillion acres. Right. I bet they right. could yeah. live their entire you're rest so, of their you're lives so right. under the same quote unquote roof. And never see each other. That's so yeah. true. Yeah. I bet they're doing just fine. That's you're right. So true. Uh, <laughs> this next news item that I claimed 30 seconds before we started recording, uh, Miguel and Nazani Mandi have separated after 17 years together. Now, very sad. Mm. I was like, wow, that is such a long time to be together to then separate. However, uh, they've been together for 17 years. They tied the mm. knot in November 2018. So they dated for wow minimum 14 years before wow. they got married. That's a red flag. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> too is. long. That's <laughs> it is a, pretty an unbelievably long time to be together and serious and not be married. As someone who is like iffy on the concept of marriage, that's a really long time. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just saying like maybe, you know, Nazanin, like maybe you should have realized something was wrong here after like year 10 with no ring. Mm. Uh, mm. But Miguel, incredibly attractive man. So like I get it. And I guess sad for them. And I hope that they find someone else to be together with for like sub 14 years before getting married. Yeah. Next Agreed. one. Agreed. Um, okay. So this one is so <laughs> random. I, uh, anyway, uh, I guess Haley Atwell and Tom Cruise broke up, but they were never ever really confirmed to actually be together. Um, so they're working on the new mission, mission impossible together. And, right. you know, we saw them at Wimbledon and they were like, Haley Atwell, that's Tom Cruise's new girlfriend. But there's like always rumors right. whenever he has a co-star. So like every single movie he's on that he's dating mm-hmm. them. But anyway, nothing was ever confirmed. We didn't even get. I mean, I think the Wimbledon pictures were like literally that's it. Of those There were two. like a couple Dumois rumors before Wimbledon, but like and not you based can never on anything. Trust Dumois, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was it. I had some real concerns about this. I was worried about Haley, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that, that. that this either never happened or is over. It was so weird. And it's pretty much all the sources. I mean, the best part of this whole entire thing is that um, every single news source that has reported on this just says, uh, this is from the Daily Mail and we don't even know if this is true. (laughs) Uh, That's the tea time. That's the tea time method as well. It's just quote the Daily Mail. A lot of sources throw in like, it could be wrong (laughs) and call it a day. Yeah, uh, exactly. So okay. Lastly, in this relationship, the good, the bad, we're doing the ugly. This is the real meat of this category. I feel <laughs> as though this is juicy stuff. Both Definitely. of these. The first one is utterly bizarre and has not made the news rounds as much as I want it to be. And I'm going to try to explain <laughs> this appropriately. So Nick Viall is dating a woman named Natalie Joy. She's an Instagram influencer, I believe. And then separately. Phineas, who is Billie Eilish's brother, mm-hmm. is dating a woman named Claudia Soleski. Sol- anyway, two separate relationships, okay? Not a lot of overlap between the two until someone on Twitter. So their at is at Pooh Crumbly, but <laughs> this is not Wait a an second, important- your sources, Elizabeth. 
that the important part because this is real. They're screenshot, so it just okay. happens to be from at Pooh Crumbly. So <laughs> Crumbly put it all together. Yeah, he tagged Claudia and goes at Claudia. How do you feel about the fact that like Nick Vial's girlfriend stole your lovey captions for Phineas word <laughs> for word and attaches three screenshots, one Ooh. from Natalie Joy, Nick Vial's girlfriend, to Nick on his birthday, and then two from Claudia. And it actually appears as though Natalie Joy has like mashed up like captions from Claudia's Instagram yes. and just like posted them <laughs> as her own, which is just utterly bizarre. And it's the, it's really, it's true. It's psychotic so like, behavior. Like you can't make this up. Natalie Joy, it's this long caption and I won't repeat the whole thing, <laughs> but essentially one phrase is you flip my whole world upside down and given every dream and goal, a new meaning and purpose. Very specific writing. Claudia said the exact same thing. You flip my whole world upside down and given every dream and goal a new meaning and purpose. That's from July 30th, 2019. Like, so A, she had to scroll through this girl's Instagram. Right, that's a deep cut. There are others, I mean, your sense of humor, honesty, generosity, talent, creativity, get it up, just blows my mind. Cherishing your existence forever. You tear every single fairy tale to shreds. That's Literally, so weird. that's in these, in Claudia's captions. So it's weird. insane. <laughs> Like, why would you do this? Why? Caption writing is hard, but this is so specific. It's it's like it's very, too good to be true. Also, you got to know the internet. It's just going to try. I mean, I guess right. you don't realize that people, it is like a real deep cut for Pooh Crumbles to uh, have, yeah. remembered, have remembered the specific <laughs> post. But like the yeah. internet always finds this kind of thing, you know, like it's right. just, yeah. it's not like He's, you're writing it in a handwritten birthday card that only Nick is seeing. And you're right. like, I can it's get just, away with this. It's a public Instagram post. It's and so these people weird. have enormous platforms. If I yeah, copy and right. paste that, a couple hundred, like they would never know. <laughs> right. All these people are huge. And then right. yeah. Phineas quote tweeted it. And I was just like, ha ha, like LMAO at Claudia. So he's seen it, which means they are laughing oh about God. it at home. Oh, and I would just love to be a fly on the wall. Like, oh my God. Hell? You know, Nick Vial is like berating his girlfriend right now. <laughs> I'd be pissed. I'd be like, really? You can't come up with anything better? Yeah. yeah. Caption writing is hard, but it can't be that hard. Like, no, yeah, it can't. but it can't be, yeah. it's not. I mean, come on. Just, and you should know that if you love someone, like if you have strong feelings about this person, they should elicit strong right. words. <laughs> it's got to come from the heart. So that's that. That's the ugly. The other ugly is technically relationships. A little bit of a stretch. Thank you, Amelia, for finding this information. Oh, Poor anytime. Shakira. And her son. Okay. So again, this was like kind of small news and now people are picking it up. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get toss a couple headlines out there. Newsweek headline, Shakira, quote, attacked by wild boars while in park with son Milan. Kate, what good. was the one that you saw? I have to find this. Uh, it was like, the first line was like, they waka waka off with her purse. <laughs> Yes, that is that so bad. Is from the New York Post. It's unbelievable. Oh they walk a walk it off with their purse. That's bad taste, actually. So I tried to find out more. It was all on our Instagram stories, which have since expired. So I have not actually seen them myself. Piecing together several news articles. It seems as though she was in the park with her son and she was a victim of a wild boar attack. Are these um, are these wild boars or are they feral hogs or are they both? Can we call them feral hogs? Can this be like the return of feral hogs corner? Perhaps, perhaps, okay. um, but they, they made off with her purse, which had her cell phone, her wallet, you know, like oh. all of her possessions in there. Right. And they took her bag into the woods. That's what she said. They destroyed everything. 
But then she says that she stood up to these wild boars. She got her purse back. It's like kind of trampled on now, but she has all of her possessions. No one's injured. So we can, this is lighter news. Right. No one is hurt, but crazy. I actually didn't even know that there are wild boars in parks of Barcelona. That is wild. You never know where the feral hogs are going to lie in wait. Remember when they like uh, raided like a cocaine, like, Oh, yeah. Crazy. Uh, Crazy. Honestly, of all the celebrities to be like, no, wild boars, I'm going to get my purse back. Money's on Shakira. You know, she seems very determined and brave in the face of wildlife. Yes. Uh, Do you think she's saying at them to like get them to maybe like an aggressive hip thrust or two? And they were like, whoa, okay. And then like ran away. Uh, I don't think I would have the courage to stand up to a wild boar. I would just let that thing have a, (laughs) just have my bag. Just take everything I own. I also just like have a lot of questions about like how they got the purse because like no opposable thumbs. So like it must be. Did they grab it by the strap with their mouth? mouth? There's got to be a mouth. I also was like, did they like hook it on like their little horns? horns? Yeah. Yeah. Hook it on the horns. That feels like a lot of dexterity. I don't 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 know. know. That feels like a purposeful mission. Like that, that was strategic. (laughs) Maybe they're smarter than we think. By the boars. Maybe. Maybe they wanted to sell it to TMZ or something. Anyway, that's what's up. She's fine. (laughs) Her son's fine. Just crazy news. Craziness. And honestly, this is so tea time specific. I last (laughs) night when we were literally, we were all online at like 8 p.m. Pacific and we were all looking for news items. And I was like, I'm manifesting like a really tea time specific news item. And not 20 minutes later, Amelia was like, Shakira got attacked by feral hogs. (laughs) That'll do it. And I was like, oh, Shakira, I'm sorry we did this. Oh my gosh. That'll do pig. Anyone? Anyone? (laughs) Do you like that? Yep, yep. Nice one, Amelia. <laughs> nice. Nice Thank one. Thank you. Okay, let's move on to the next category. Not worth the tea this week in social media. We already did relationship news, so it's probably just those two. <laughs> I'm starting off, and again, it's just a cry for help into the void, internet void. Mm. If anyone is on this side of TikTok, I'm talking about Emily Mariko salmon mm. leftover lunch TikTok. Okay. Um, she's been absolutely blowing up. First of all, do you guys know about her? I do because Lizzo just did something like something that she recommended with like, like microwaving a cupcake with an ice cube on top. Did you see that? Kate, please, please. Okay, sorry, sorry. Wait, is she a chef? Okay, she's not a chef. She's a full-time content creator. Lives in the Bay Area. Wow. Like 29 years old. Just, yeah. Just a woman online that (laughs) has gone so viral overnight. It's actually insane. I saw one of her videos the other week. She was at 70K followers. Now she's at 2.2 million. People are gripped. Oh, yeah. I just looked her up. I literally followed her like three days ago and was like, oh my God, she has such great ideas. Sorry, continue. Wow. Okay. So the whole thing that she's going viral for that everyone is replicating is this salmon lunch. It's a casual, easy to make thing. She basically takes leftover salmon from the night before, Uh kind of smashes it up into, you know, a million little pieces, takes Uh a scoop of white rice, puts an ice cube in the middle, puts parchment over it, microwaves it. Did you guys know that the ice cube does not melt in the microwave? I just found this out because of Lizzo. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, she pops it out. The ice cube is intact. She tosses it after she's done microwaving it. What? It's insane. I don't know. Then... She takes soy sauce, sriracha, and then um, QP mayo and mixes it all up mm. into this like okay. nice li- like little thing. Then takes dried seaweed mm-hmm. and like pieces it together, bites it as one whole thing. And it looks so good. But people wow. are like actually obsessed. 
Yeah. So the ice cube like creates steam, right? And so like it makes things like mm. more moist, but then it doesn't actually melt and like create yeah. water. I don't Lizzo know. Literally, wow. So Lizzo did this and she literally put an ice cube on top of a chocolate cupcake on top of the icing, covered it with a paper towel, nuked it, took it out. Again, ice cube didn't melt, threw away the ice cube, ate the cupcake because then it was like all warm and moist. And I was like, yeah. what? Whoa. The Science. internet is so mysterious. Oh I'm, if you Google Emily Mariko Salmon, people have been <laughs> writing about her for date. Like she is blown up in a way that I cannot even fathom. Um, wow. And now, I mean, yeah, now she's got over 2 million followers. She like cooks other things, obviously, but everyone gets like really hyped for the salmon leftover day. <laughs> for wow. Some reason. I love a good TikTok recipe. I'm still eating baked oats after like months and months of seeing <laughs> TikTok baked oats recipes. So, and you know, I was all about those pesto eggs. So I'm going to have to try right. this out. True. Did you ever try nature cereal? Remember we talked about that? It was ice cubes, <gasps> no. coconut water, and fruit. All right. You'll have to add that. I'll to have to do that too. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next one, Amelia. Yes, it was announced uh, that Jesse Palmer is now the host of The Bachelor. And I'm loving this choice. I don't know about you guys, but I think he is perfect because he was from the franchise. He was The Bachelor like 17 years ago. Yeah, but he stayed. Yeah, he stayed like a very healthy distance from it, which I, I like. Like I wouldn't consider Smart. him part of mm-hmm. yeah, Bachelor Nation. But he's also really proven... I think his hosting chops because he's like he's also an ex NFL player. And so he's hosted NFL stuff. And then he also if you're a fan of the Food Network like myself, you've probably seen him on the Holiday Baking Championship, which he hosts. And he's like really fu- I really hmm. loved him as the host. I thought he Great. was really fun. Yeah, Sweet. I'm glad you're on board. Actually, Thanks. I was curious what you would think. OK, Cool. Yeah, I'm pretty hard to please when it comes to Bachelor Nation uh, casting stuff. So and yeah. just like men in general. So love yeah, it. and that too. So you know, <laughs> how does the rest of Bachelor Nation feel about it, Amelia? Overall, online, I where- think people. Some people like it, but a lot of people are also like, we're disappointed because it's another straight white male, which mm. I totally yeah. get it. But I yeah. think at the same time, the show wouldn't have worked if they had not taken someone from within Bachelor Nation, mm. and since mm. they don't really have a great they have like options what? right yeah. they have like matt to choose from and like no he's not you know so i thought this was a good choice i don't and know and i do honestly like this more than wells which i know people were gunning Me, for you know that's the same yeah. Me yeah. too he's just too close to the situation mm. agreed and he's got paradise that's fine he can have that and yeah, then have yeah fun with this that. is something different all right cool next one uh the tonys were this week and it was a weird year obviously <laughs> weird year for broadway Uh, And we had talked about this when the nominations came out, but Aaron Tveit of Moulin Rouge on Broadway was Mm. the only nominee for lead actor in a musical. And he did win and he did cry. Uh, So (laughs) good for him. However, I was reading about this and there actually was a world in which he could have lost if enough people had chosen not to vote for him and just skip the category, which is hilarious because imagine if he had lost just because people were like, actually, fuck you. (laughs) Like, and we're just like, actually, I don't want anyone to win. Uh, Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. If he just like didn't get enough votes, there would have just been no winner and he would have just gone home. Uh, He did win. (laughs) He did win. And I actually, I first, I was like ready to like really make fun of this, but I do like Aaron Tveit. And in 2009, uh, for Next to Normal, which is a really great musical that he was in, it was like his sort of debut. Uh, he was the only person who wasn't nominated from that cast. Oh, uh, and bad. over the years, like he just hasn't won. And and 
I think is like overdue in general for a Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this was like not the ideal win, obviously. And I just did think yeah. it was really funny that he still could have lost, but he didn't. And he, you know, he thanked like all the, all the shows that he's been in o- over the years and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and Moulin Rouge is great. And I'm glad that Broadway is, is sort of coming back. Um, yeah. But yeah, Tony's weirdier. <laughs> <laughs> that is so strange. Was he the Ewan McGregor character? Yeah, he was. Mm, So great stuff. Um, In movie news, movies are also back. You guys, Uh, James Bond is finally coming out. This fucking movie. I've been seeing trailers for this for two and a half years. Uh, (laughs) They're finally, it's coming out soon. I think maybe this next week and Daniel Craig, not, not great with the interviews sometimes, like very much in the category of actors who just like doesn't want to talk to people and just wants to do mm. the job and get paid Got and go it. home and hang out with Rachel Weiss and like mm. hard to blame him. Yeah. Uh, but he's been doing interviews, obviously, because he has to. It's his last round as Bond. And a very brave interviewer decided to tell him about the viral clip of Daniel Craig on Saturday Night Live when he introduced The weekend, oh, And he said... Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. And, you know, it became this viral clip that people like to tweet out on Fridays because, you know, it's the weekend. Ha ha. <laughs> so I imagine, first of all, we always try to explain this stuff on Tea Time and we're like, this is difficult to explain in an mm-hmm. audio format. So honestly, props to the interviewer who was like, I'm going to try to explain this to Daniel <laughs> Craig. So this interviewer asked him about it and was like, has the popularity of this gotten back to you in any way? And Daniel Craig goes, no, what is that? <laughs> Wow. They explain it. They're like, there's this clip of you from Saturday Night Live where you're like introducing the weekend with like the sense of relief and people like to post it as like a way of ushering in the weekend. And he goes, (laughs) they do. It's amazing. I don't know what that is, but thank you. That's lovely. I suppose I'd have to have social media to know what that was all about. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was like, this is actually kind of the best case scenario of like him being like, I don't know what that is, but like, thank you for telling me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, we should take a page out of his book is fucking Christian Carlson Romano. (laughs) We should all aspire to be less online. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How dare Uh, you name her on this podcast? (laughs) Beep it out. We'll beep it out. (laughs) All right. That's actually (laughs) really funny. Okay. Um, uh, okay, two more things. One, I cannot believe the audacity. I'm, in general, an Ellen Pompeo fan and a Grace fan, even though I haven't kept up in recent seasons. Wow. Came out. She has a podcast called Tell Me With Ellen Pompeo. She was with Patrick Dempsey chatting. Oh, cool. She said this, I believe, as a flex, and I don't see it as such, and I don't think a lot of other people see it. Apparently, Denzel Washington directed an episode of Grey's Anatomy back in 2016. Wow. So he's directing. Obviously, Ellen Pompeo is like the star, like the person on Grey's. So she was in a scene that Denzel was directing and she's yelling at this other actor. Obviously, it's some emotional scene. And she goes, look at me when you apologize. Look at me. And that wasn't in the dialogue. And then this is her line. Denzel went ham on my ass. He was like, I'm the director. Don't you tell him what to do. Then Ellen Pompeo goes, I was like, quote, listen, motherfucker, this is my show. This is my set. Who are you telling Denzel, it's Denzel. You're telling Denzel Washington. Oh my God. That's insane. What did she think she was doing with this quote? Like, did she think she was being like, I'm a girl boss. What up? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what she thought. So to obviously like give full, she then clarifies that she has the quote, most respect for him as an actor and director. And it was quote, smooth sailing from there on out. But who, I was just like that, the audacity (laughs) <laughs> that is wild. 
out of this world. She also, really thought she was, was doing something. 2016 yeah. is like pretty recent. Why was Denzel directing an episode of Grey's Anatomy? Just cause? I don't know. Is he a fan? He's to test himself. I Den- guess. I mean, right? let him All the great the ones do. Denzel Washington. I know. It's, it's just, just crazy. So wild. And like, she no, really said, thought she, she was doing something <laughs> yeah, with she this. Did. Wow. Oh, God. Like, Ellen. So, yeah. I think that show needs... Yeah, just wrap it. I feel like now. If that was in 2016, who <laughs> oh, <time> knows <laughs> what that's like now. Okay, lastly, oh, in this category, God. Amelia. Oh, yes. On Wednesday... Judge Brenda Penny removed Jamie Spears, who is Britney Spears' dad, from her conservatorship after 13 years. Yay! Woo! So this is just another step towards Britney's uh, freedom. Very happy for her. I mm-hmm. guess there's a hearing set for November 12th, and uh, the judge will consider whether to terminate the conservatorship altogether. So wow, cannot wait for them. But right now, this is so great. Yay! Uh, to quote, Wendy Williams, you know, death to them all. Yeah. Love it. No mercy. (laughs) Exactly. Jamie, bye. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury ebay gets it they're making sure the things you love are checked by experts not just any experts specialized experts real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence every inch stitch sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection that's how you know that ebay's got your back because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, let's do cringe mode, shall we? Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, this might be our best one in recent memory. I feel like I can't wait. We're doing hairspray since we're on a movie musical kick. Uh, 2007 classic, Kate, the plot. 
Makes me feel so old that this came out in 2007. Oh, this I is know. still like is. almost recent yeah. in my head. Uh, I know. I love Hairspray. I saw this movie in theaters. We watched it a ton growing up. I listened to the soundtrack all the time. Um, yep. This movie is about Tracy Turnblad, who's a high school student in Baltimore uh, in the 60s. And listen, she loves to dance. She wants to be on the Corny Collins show, which is a weird uh, sort of like uber sort of celebrity show, but it's like all of her classmates are on it. <laughs> uh, right. Hard to explain, but she wants right. to they sing. They had those kind of shows like in the 60s and 50s. Yeah, she wants to sing. She wants to dance. And also Baltimore is going through this period of civil rights and racial uh, integration. And so that's worked into it. We'll get into that in a minute. But basically, she wants to get on the show. She uh, wants to get the show integrated. And she has a crush on this guy in her class. And the whole show is kind of just about her becoming a star and integrating the Corny Collins show and the rest of Baltimore. Does that make sense? Kind of? Yes? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. perfect. All right. Yeah. Nice. Um, also, just to before we get into it, some cast highlights. We got John Travolta, yes. Nikki Blonsky. We'll spend a lot of time on her. Zach Efron, Amanda Bynes, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken, James Marsden, Queen Latifah, yada, yada. Incredible. So, a lot of heavy hitters. Good stuff. Um, Amelia, want to go through the highlights? Yes. Um, my first highlight is I have no idea what accent John Travolta <laughs> is trying to do in this, but I'm loving it. Um, this... <laughs> Are you? Accent. <laughs> okay, I loved it. I thought it was uh, quirky and endearing. He like invented a new dialect. I was like, does anyone actually have this accent? His mind. Because he, he's like, I'm drinking lemon cakes. Well, uh, he was like, my iron is When did the landry? No, but like it wasn't like that, but it was okay. It I'm was kind of like that. It. Okay, it was kind of like that, but yeah. It, I don't know what he was trying to do. It doesn't exist in nature. It's so but true. I want to know what the creative direction was for that. <laughs> Just, what someone told him and how he came up with that in his mind. Here's I don't thing. know, but it's, he's actually good, though. This is a yeah, highlight. Yes, exactly. He, I, I know. He it actually, is a I went into this movie ready to be like, this didn't age well. This was a weird choice. Like, no. what are we doing as a society? No. And actually, he committed. He's having a great time. Definitely. And the role is traditionally played by a man in the musical. So like. And in the original film too. Right. So like, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. I love I'll, it. Also, apparently after Googling it, he's trying to do an incredibly exaggerated Baltimore <laughs> accent. I have never. I know that people from Baltimore had accents like that. I don't know that anyway, they do, but uh, he did know. a great job. <laughs> okay. But I just like, like he invented a new dialect. He did. It's he iconic. Did. He deserves an Oscar for this or some linguistic <laughs> award. Imagine if he had gotten one. Unbelievable. Oh my God. Yeah. Iconic. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Um, so that was fun. Uh, and then also, uh, what a great opening number. Good morning, Baltimore. It was just just a way to set the tone early on, really early on. The first number. It's a great song. It is yeah. really great. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. she comes right out of the gate, ready to oh. just crush it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, other highlights. It's unbelievable how many of these songs I still know every word to. Like yeah, I said, so I was catchy. super, super into this movie and this musical uh, growing up and when it came out. And I used to like, I remember listening to it on my cousin's like cherry red iPod, <laughs> like one of those skinny <laughs> little colored iPods. And even before I saw it, I think I was like one of those things where I was like listening to the soundtrack before I even saw the movie. But yeah, I remember every word uh, to a lot of these songs, yeah. which is like a little mm -hmm. bit embarrassing, but also fun. 
They really um, fun to sing along too. Yeah, good they're good. It's yeah. a good mm-hmm. underrated soundtrack. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also the aesthetic and the costumes and the sets are so fun. This is like a very, yes. uh, it's a very like Broadway musical movie musical where like they kind of over exaggerate some of these sets and the mm-hmm. costumes are very colorful and bubbly and like it, you know, you have the big 60s skirts and the huge, huge right. hair and the wigs and all that. And it's just really yeah. very over the top and really colorful and really fun. They amp it up. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 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 Speaking of amping it up, I want to talk about Nikki Blonsky's <laughs> performance, which is a highlight. She is it so, is. so, so good. She's it perfect is. as Tracy Turnblatt, et cetera. Um, I was captivated. But I wanted, <laughs> I was really thinking about what exactly, because I was laughing like pretty much just a little bit throughout watching this. And like, <laughs> what makes her performance so specific? <laughs> and like, as you've gone through these movie musicals, like, I think the difference with her is that she is playing it exactly as like, the most annoying theater kid in your high school plays <laughs> it. Like she is in on her high school stage playing Tracy Turnblatt, but in movie form, like Renee Zellweger in Chicago is not like the musical theater kid. Amanda Seyfried, not a musical theater kid. Right. Nikki Blonsky is like the theater kid performance. Yeah. And I just love it. I find it so fucking funny. Um, I just yeah. absolutely eat it up. It's, it's, do you think it's wild. because like she wasn't a celebrity like with all these other people oh. there's like some measure of like I'm a celebrity and I'm choosing to play this role whereas Nikki Blonsky was like came out of nowhere was like cast from <laughs> thousands of nobodies and was yeah. like this is the only role I'm ever gonna have so like I am Tracy Turnblatt she sent it Damn. she was she Tracy did. Turnblatt yeah sure amazing amazing um, and then just lastly, so there's this plot point where obviously Tracy Turnblad goes from like normal high school kid to, you know, like scouted to be on this Corny Collins show. But she's scouted because she's in detention and mm. they're dancing and she's shaking it. And Zach Efron, <laughs> a.k.a. Link Larkin, who's like the star or one of the stars on the show, mm-hmm. is walking also through said hallway, sees her through a window shaking it and is like, have you thought about being on TV? <laughs> and I just love that origin story that she, that is she, was she just, threw just it back. Shaking her she ass. threw it back and <laughs> he was like, like yes, you're We in. need you on the Courtney Collins <laughs> show in. immediately. <laughs> Loved it. And then it went from there That's and she great. was. So it was great stuff. Beautiful um, story. Okay, let's do low lights now. Amelia. Okay, first up, I'm... Oh, I feel bad saying it because I really like him. But uh, it's fair. Christopher Walken, yeah. as the, I just feel like he was kind of miscast as the dad. He's just like creepy. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's just creepy. And so like there was a moment when he's, it's supposed to be like a very tender moment between father and daughter and telling her to stand up for what's right. And he goes, baby girl, baby girl. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, oh my God, it's making my skin crawl. And it's just, I didn't like it. <laughs> He really tried and it takes a special kind of actor to be like, here is John Travolta in drag acts like you are literally madly in love with him. Uh, That's true. There were some scenes where he looked at, you could tell he was like looking at John Travolta and like trying not to laugh. Yeah. (laughs) So it was a high bar for Christopher to clear. That's true. But I agree. I think he is a little bit miscast as well. You just need someone 10% less inherently creepy, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, um, yeah. This is the major low light of this movie. And like, we don't need to like get too into it because it genuinely is just like the overarching experience of this movie, um, which is that it's just very outdated from a racial standpoint. Uh, this mm-hmm. musical, it was made, I think, in the 80s. 
Uh, the movie was in 2007 mm-hmm. and you just would not make this kind of movie today. I think like you open a dictionary and you look up like white savior complex and it's mm-hmm. just a picture of this movie. Obviously it's, it's a very, picture of a Nikki Bond. Yes. It's this whole movie is like very centered on like these privileged white people and, and their journey to like help black people and yeah. integrate Baltimore. And like it, it very much is made for a white audience to feel better about like our participation <laughs> in the civil rights movement, which was like, not great. Uh, so it's a very fun movie. And I think there it, you can definitely still watch it and still enjoy it. I think as long as you sort of reckon with that and are like, this mm-hmm. just the parts of this really did not age well. And, uh, mm-hmm. we're not done well initially. It's very just shallow, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's <laughs> yeah. just shallow in many ways, yeah. uh, in yeah. reference to the civil rights movement. But you know, as long I think once you sort of acknowledge that and are like, we can do better and we need to do better going forward. It's still a fun movie yeah. to watch. Yeah. Enjoyable. Once- once you move past Nikki Blonsky being like, everybody should dance. And they're like, shut <laughs> up. Right. Like that, the whole, like, I'm a checkerboard chick. It's oh like, Jesus. oh my God. Yes. It's just like peak, you know, performative activism, which <laughs> is not great and kind of difficult to watch now. Uh, you look in the dictionary for performative um, activism. Yeah. And you see a picture of Nikki Blonsky when she was like, I'm going to Congress. Right. You know that yeah. photo? <laughs> Tough. Tough. Uh, so yeah, that overall Extremely. is just like the main, I think, low light with the movie. But Amelia, you have yeah. one more. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, this pales in comparison, but I just it's get okay. a really visceral reaction to Zach Efron licking his hand and touching his hair. <laughs> in a good it way just, or a bad way? No, in a bad way. Oh, okay. Oh, I no. It just yeah. grosses me out. So <laughs> He does a lot that. of that. There's a lot of hair slicking in yeah, this movie that yeah, I could do without. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Let's do what is age the best and the worst. Amelia, back to you. Oh, thanks. I would say best Queen Latifah in musicals. Uh, this is yeah. our second week in a row with her. So good job. Unbelievable. Yeah. She kills I'll get, we'll get to her when we do MVPs again yeah. as well. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, age the worst. Where is Elijah Kelly's career? Listen, Damn. so many people in this Damn. movie, Zac Efron included, went on to do, you know, other big things. And Elijah Kelly, who crushes it as seaweed, he has some great musical numbers. He's super fun to watch. He's been in like not very much at all and mm-hmm. not much musical. He was no. in, he was the scarecrow in the recent like NBC, The Wiz. They did like The Wiz live. And oh. I remember seeing a lot of things on Twitter about him being like, where has this guy been since Hairspray? Oh. Uh, he's just a scene stealer. And I'm like, come he on, is. man. Yeah. Let's give him more musicals. What are we doing? Agreed. Huh. Agreed. Uh, another big thing that's aged the best. Every couple months, really every month, you'll see someone on Twitter being like, James Marsden is so underrated. Uh, he was so great as Corny Collins. And he deserves more from Hollywood. And every time I will retweet that person because they are right. (laughs) Uh, James Marsden plays Corny Collins in Hairspray. And he's kind of a side character. He doesn't have that much to do. He kind of just bops around, does the occasional musical number, makes the occasional joke. And then at the end is like, actually, I'm a good, I'm a good white man. She's like, okay. Uh, And listen, he's so likable. He's Mm -hmm. has a great voice. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I, again, Hollywood just needs to do better by James Mars and also great and enchanted, which we should watch one of these days. (gasps) I love that. I love that. If we want to continue our musical streak, we should do that one of these days as well, because he is so good in that also. Uh, and I just Mm -hmm. am very pro James Marsden. Oh my God, wait. Okay, maybe. We'll that's think about really it. We'll idea. talk about it. Yeah, that's a really good idea. This is neither really here nor there, but I'm contractually obligated to talk about Matthew Morrison <laughs> um, as much as I can. That's and so he dark. <laughs> actually played Link Larkin, who's in the original cast on Broadway, Wild. which is Zach Efron's character. Same sexual aura. 
of the two of them um, <laughs> just radiating out of those two at the Thank same you. time. Yeah, crazy. Okay. Anyway, that's for Maggie Morrison. They, and then, it makes so much sense, actually. It really does. They have the exact same, uh, like, try-hard energy. Uh, you don't think oh. he's more of a Corny Collins? Mr. Shoe? Nowadays? Yeah. I guess now he is. Hump in his days. Youth. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> maybe. You're right. Um, uh, and then what has aged the best for Zac Efron is that he chose to star in this instead of go on tour with the rest of the high school musical cast. Smart. And we talked about Drew Seeley way back wow. when and he took his place. So way to go, Zac Efron. That was a yep. smart move. You made the right call. He's great in this. He Link uh-huh. is like a meh yes. character. Uh, he's kind of just like a wet blanket. But Zac Efron, <laughs> do more musicals, please. Yes. Seriously. He's so good in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do MVP. Amelia. You know, back to Nikki Blonsky. And I know that we and mainly me make fun of. Hi, it's Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. And I, if you know, you know, she does that on Twitter <laughs> with people. Um, but she really is Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. She like, is. No she is. wonder she uses that term because this she is a star in this movie. And she just hits it out of the park and and she goes toe to toe with like John Travolta and mm-hmm. um you know Queen Latifah and ever and she she holds her own she is amazing in this she's great she is this. so good she, she is so really freaking is. good yeah she's amazing yeah <laughs> she did what she had to do she does yes. mm-hmm. uh my MVP is Queen Latifah I forgot how many great songs she has in mm-hmm. in this for some reason I just remembered uh where I know where I've been, which is the song that she sings oh. like on the protest, but she also right. uh, does Big Blonde and Beautiful, which is fucking great when she's telling John Travolta's <laughs> yeah. character, like, be who you are, eat what you want. Like, we yeah. are big, blonde, and beautiful, and it's great. Um, and then also, she at the end of uh, You Can't Stop the Beat, she has this great, I always thought of this, like, for some reason, this has always stuck with me. You know, like certain little lines from songs will just like stick in your head. Mm-hmm. I love when she walks on, she's like, let's wrap this mother up. <laughs> she goes <laughs> into her song, I'm like, yes. Let's let's wrap this mother let's up. Let's do it. That's uh, so funny. And then she just like blows. Everybody else has verses on that song. It just blows them right out of the water. She's <laughs> yeah, got these yeah. incredible wigs, these incredible costumes, yep. like robes with like all this fur and feathers. <laughs> and she just is like living her best life. So, so incredible good. stuff from Queen Latifah. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving the MVP to someone I, I didn't realize she's not in very much of this movie. I think I thought she was like a much, much larger character. But mm-hmm. Amanda Bynes, Gotta who's do Blonsky's best friend, just really like her scene in this lighthearted, lovely role. I, got, I like I feel like every time we bring her up, you got to be like, she was so good in this. But um, she really was. She had some strong solos, you know. She's like, yeah. obviously she's more of an funny. actress than she's a singer. But, and she's, she's really funny. funny. Yeah. Got great facial expressions, physical comedy, etc. Yes, yes. Um, so, yes, let's do the lightning round before we wrap this up. What was your favorite song or performance, Amelia? I love the Welcome to the 60s. That's such a fun Great song. pick. Mm-hmm. But it's like the big, like, Broadway showy number with, like, yeah. people dancing in the streets and the makeover. Yes. We love a makeover scene. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Great stuff. Yes. My favorite is Run and Tell That, which is uh, that Elijah Kelly as Seaweed, where he is basically just like singing to like the uh, well-meaning white people and being like, actually, you don't understand us, but it's fine. Uh, He's like dancing on the bus. I remember part of this was in the trailer for this movie that like, again, I was very obsessed with when the trailer came out. And like, there's a scene where he like turns to the side and like moves his hands and like does jazz hands. And I like rewatched that a million times. I was like, oh my God, this is like 
the most thrilling thing I've ever seen. Uh, I love that. And it's just great. It's got great choreo. It's like great, great energy. He's just so mm-hmm. good. He has an incredible voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it to Without Love, which yes. is like kind of That's half ballad that the lovers sing to one another. It's got Lodge <laughs> Kelly, Amanda Bynes, and then Zac Efron, Nikki Blonsky. Great. I love this. Like Zac Efron starts singing to a picture frame, kind of like kisses it. Then Nikki Blonsky's <laughs> in like the trunk of a car. And then she's <laughs> yeah. not. And it has my favorite line in Hairspray when Zac Efron in the middle of the song goes, I don't know if you guys remember this. He goes, Trace, I want to kiss you. And I'm like, oh <laughs> that, was so, that was amazing. That was so good. That's 100%. This is another one that I can like sing every line to. Like that go back is, and, oh, so yeah. funny. and like be, it's, oh, it's yeah. so funny too. Cause it's like got all the little side stories going on at once. And it's one of those where like, if you're just I, listening to it and you don't see the scene, it makes no sense. But then like, yeah. when no, you no, do, no. It's yeah, so funny. That's so, I can actually imagine like Trace, I want to kiss you. And then she's like, let, let me, me out, out of the next hole. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love that they're in love. We saw them like three times together. And now they're just like destined lovers. And he yes. doesn't seem that nice or progressive. So it's just odd. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. What was the worst song or performance, Ooh. Milia? Okay. This was hard to choose because I actually, I love all of these songs, but some days... Uh. I feel like you just want to push skip on Miss Baltimore Crabs. You I'm do. Sorry. You know? You Sometimes. do. I really laughed it's- at this. Kate, do you feel differently? <laughs> I feel so differently. I can't believe we've not yet <laughs> talked about Michelle Pfeiffer okay. as the well, villain. Well, she's great. In this movie, she is so evil and so skinny and so evil. Oh, my God. Uh, and I love her. And she crushes the song. I love when she's like, front step, cha-cha-cha. It's like the most <laughs> evil little song ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am offended that you both don't like it, but I understand. I understand. But some days, you know, you do and you let it play through the song. Yeah, yeah some days. I always slow, do. But but okay. It's in like some a days. weird key. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's not exactly a bop. Uh, it's not, certainly. <laughs> my skip of choice is You're Timeless to Me, which is uh, John Travolta. And uh, why did I just forget his name? Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Sorry, Christopher. Uh, John Travolta and Christopher Walken doing like an incredibly <laughs> romantic ballad to each other right. and singing and like dancing through laundry lines uh, of like flowing white sheets. And I'm like, you know, I just don't need this in my life right now. <laughs> so yeah. that's usually my skip. My skip is, uh, and I, I had to choose something different, obviously, for the sake of the pot. It is Miss Baltimore Crabs, but do you guys remember Ladies' Choice, which Zach yeah. Efron's on stage? Nikki yeah. Blonsky basically, like, <laughs> quote, borrows seaweed's, like, signature dance and just, right, like, right. steals the show big, for herself. Uh, big Addison Ray energy uh, <laughs> from that one. Can we not? Can we not? Mm. Tracy, can oh we give like, proper are you credit? Sure I can borrow it? And he's like, yeah. And it's just shaking it. And it's just like, and then she's just staring at Zach Efron. He's staring back at her. And I'm just like, it's a little too uncomfortable. Yeah, not great. For me, Good personally, um, best side character slash cameo, Melia. Um, I love the Jerry Stiller cameo as Mr. Pinky because he yeah. played the dad in the original. Mm-hmm. And then I also love the John Waters cameo in... The beginning as the flasher. Yes. John Waters, the guy who conceived this whole yep. uh, Brief, story, brief so. but memorable. Ah, got it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite side character is Allison Janney as Amanda Bynes, like psycho God fearing <laughs> mother. Yes. <laughs> she just like is constantly having a heart attack. Uh, mm-hmm. She's really funny. Yeah. I'm picking it. It's a, it's a side character, not a cameo, obviously, but seaweed just got to credit him one more yep. time. Elijah Kelly is great. Heck Yeah. Okay, let's do tea time's unanswerable questions, Amelia. Okay, so I want to know 
what really happened on The View oh my gosh. Uh, this past Friday. I don't know if you guys saw. Well, it was actually kind of a big deal. It was all over Twitter. On Friday, The View, the TV show, was supposed to host uh, Kamala Harris, and it was supposed to be a huge deal. They were billing it as like her first sit-down interview since taking office. Um, and they were going to talk about, uh, I think, the pandemic and Afghanistan. And it was like, everything is on the table. No topic is off topic so it was like one of those like this is a big interview which Mm -hmm. yeah it is um but anyway so they go through the beginning part of the show which is when they do hot topics and then they go to break and they come back and joy says and joy is one of the co-hosts i'm unaware of something going on and their producer brian tata says sunny and anna have to leave more information later so they cut to two of the other co-hosts and there are four co-hosts and two of them have to leave the set and they're like we don't know why and then finally joy says okay should i introduce the vice president and they go yes and then a producer off camera goes no and joy goes no shall we dance let's do a tap dance and you know the audience was like yeah and so then they had to cut to commercial I'm, i'm sorry this is a lot of backstory but um and then joy says she reveals that sunny and anna both tested positive for COVID, for like rapid uh, COVID tests. And they literally do a question and answer session with the limited audience until Kamala like is quarantined to another room because she's supposed to be like on the show, not even like Zooming. And they put her in another uh, room and she's like answering questions via Zoom, even though she's on the set. And uh, then... It was like really awkward. And then it was revealed that the COVID tests that Anna and Sunny had taken were false positives. What? They don't yes. get those results back before they start filming for the di- like. Why is that there are so many unanswered questions here. And yeah, I yeah. like what? How? Like this is so unprof. Like the one day you're going to be the most unprofessional of your career is going to be the day you are supposed to interview the VP. I don't, there are so, it is just like, there. it's a conspiracy. I swear to God, I don't know what's happening over there. <laughs> what is happening? That is actually, I actually saw this come through whenever it made the headlines and I mm-hmm. just chose to not think about it. I. This is so bizarre. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's wouldn't so they take weird. Every po- especially if a guest of that caliber, wouldn't you like... Maybe they know. had already tested negative and then they did like one last. But like, if you're already on set, what's the point? And the fact that there were two false positives. Right. Yeah. Weird. And what's weird. really weird, too, is that the set, they did the question and answer portion, which is literally Joy being like, I don't know. I think uh, motherhood is harder than being on The View. And <laughs> they didn't uh, evacuate the building. Yeah, because all the other hosts have been right there with them. Like, why exactly. are they not? Like, they were all distance, but still it was like close wow. enough that it's like, what? why wouldn't also- you... Didn't Joy Joy was saying like since this is going to be a major news story any minute now like blah blah like it's I mean it is they're juicy, like it's sweet sweet yeah yeah but maybe it's I, so well, weird maybe they have to rely on this now because um you know Megan and she was the uh, only antagonist of the show she's gone so <laughs> they have maybe to drum up the viral headlines it, however yes, they seriously. can seriously and they yeah. did I mean you know so and then I love my, your my, theories thanks well my friend had another theory that. 
it was orchestrated by uh, the VP because she didn't want to talk about Haitian migrants. But then I watched the entire episode and I'm she sorry. she did. She talked about the Haitian migrants. So it, it's not wow. that. So it's not Kamala. Hmm. Fascinating. I don't think so. I know. It's I don't know. But like it is just such a conundrum. And I just, you know, I've been thinking a lot about it. So. Wow. Yeah. It was a Truly unanswerable. It is. So thank you for indulging me. Okay. Um, our next two are way stupider. <laughs> so uh, just totally pivoting. Uh, I was at Home Goods this week. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I was in the candle section, as you do at Home Goods as a white woman. And first of all, I have to say, pretty crowded candle section. Tis the season. And I was smelling the candles through my mask. I am responsible. And I came across this line of candles uh, mm. by DW and it's a line of food scented candles. Okay. And the ones that I found were mashed potatoes, uh, dinner roll and mac and cheese. So first of all, I have to say I found these and I was like, holy shit. And I was like kind of trying to bond with the people around me. And I was like, did you see this? Like, is this, these are real? <laughs> and they like totally ignored me. Like did not want any part of that. And I was like, wow. Okay. Just trying to oh, share the, oh. the weirdness here. Uh, so I also have to say like, nope. that I tweeted this out and then I got an email from Joe house, uh, the ringers food correspondent. Oh my God. And he was like, oh yeah, I own That's the funny. Mac and cheese one. <laughs> did he wow. see it smell good? Uh, he didn't say he was like, it used to be like part of my personal brand, which is definitely true. So, um, sorry to put him on blast, but I, I do appreciate <laughs> his honesty. Now, my question is, what is the weirdest food scented candle that you would see in a store similar to this and be like, I actually have to own that because I have to say the dinner roll one, the only reason I didn't buy it was because it smelled too accurate. And I was like, mm. this will make me hungry. What mm. is like the weirdest food scented candle that you would buy and purposefully light in your house? Well, the really strong smell, like the strongest smelling food is, or like in this realm is bacon, but I would right. not want to mm. light a bacon candle. Right. Sure. Because um, the appeal of the bacon scent is not the scent. It's the knowledge that you're about to eat bacon. Exactly. You know? Same with dinner roll. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's what's tricky. I would say any mm. like bakery candle, mm. I would be like, no questions asked. I'm in. The like savory fresh bread. foods. Yeah. The savory foods are a lot more difficult. It's hard for me to sure. think of like a meat or like a, like a mac. Like I wouldn't want to light a mashed potatoes candle. Right. You know what smell I really like is mm. the subway smell. I'd light a subway Ooh, candle. That's also subway just bread. Smell. But bread is good. Uh, True. I don't know. I was trying to think maybe like like a fried rice candle could be good. But Ooh. then again, like it just makes you hungry, you know? That's right. true. I don't know. I, Cookies? I, maybe like an Italian restaurant candle. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like a pasta? Yes. Mm, a pasta a lasagna candle? lasagna candle? A, mm. Yes. Yeah. A, pasta, a spaghetti candle? I would buy Ooh, that. Yeah, yeah. totally. Bath yeah. and Body I Works? Would, I would consider it. it. Bath, if you're listening, Bath and Body Works. <laughs> Think about it. Uh, this episode has been so deranged. I can't <laughs> 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 this is our last question. You guys have okay. survived almost okay. all of it, okay? And this yeah. one will be easy and simple. <laughs> okay. okay. Curious. Pick your fall clothing poison. We got mm. clogs or you got lug sole mm. loafers. I almost <laughs> talked about this. I was going to say that. Liz yeah. has been dying to talk about these fucking yeah. loafers. I've been dying to talk about lug sole loafers, <laughs> you guys. So I need funny. someone to talk to about it. Okay, explain uh, to what they are for the viewers <laughs> who don't know. 
Okay, a clog is a clog. You all know what that is. A Luxole <laughs> loafer has a thick rubber sole that has like deep indentations. Uh, it's like honestly supposed to provide good footing. Now, of course, it's like a real false staple amongst the Instagram influencers. And they're kind of like 90s, right? Yes, yes. Um, they're platform, you know, they're, yeah. They're on boots, but loafers are like the thing, you know, okay. that everyone right. is wearing. And I'm really tempted, but also I, I don't know if I can pull it off. I feel like I'm more of a clogs girl, but um, they're really cute. And I want to know what you guys think about it. I am really in on the leg solo loafers. My mm. only issue is with these and the clogs, they'll both put me well above six feet. And I just don't know exactly. if I can do it. That's cool. The, the Why wouldn't you want to do that? is so thick that I would be so tall. I and know. I think that's awesome. Thank, thank you. Thanks, Amelia. Five, six person. <laughs> <laughs> five, five. Okay, yeah. sorry. Five, six in Lexo loafers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't you I can't it. do clogs. I don't like any shoe that doesn't have like a back. I'm not uh, coordinated sure. enough. I'll walk right out of them. Uh, so yeah, true. I'm in on loafers. I just, the height I struggle with. Amelia? See, I'm tripping in both of these. So <laughs> I can't do either because I, I would literally trip. I would trip. So just, you know, to save myself. They do seem quite heavy. They They, do. See, that's another thing that I don't Mm -hmm. know if I would. I'd just be like, ow, you know? Plus, Kate, another thing we have to consider, unfortunately, is with big feet. You know, you got to have a shoe that will only minimize (laughs) the appearance of them. And I do feel so clogs. Draw attention. Right. These are big shoes already. You put them in a size 10 and it's like, holy shit. Big shoe on a big foot. It's like (laughs) too much for. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not to talk you out of it, Liz. I think you could crush the lug solo. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would be over six. Yeah, I would be over six oh, feet. My whatever. mom is rocking That's clogs. Cool. Has been an OG clogs. I love wear that. Great. Love that life, for so. Pam. Maybe Birkenstocks. Pam a lot. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I'm on the Birkenstock train, but we'll see about clogs. If you guys have yeah. a cute pair, something DM Amelia on the time account, please. We could talk shopping. Okay. That's it. Weird ad. That was a weird ad. That's it. That was we quit. No now I gotta get that out. That was uh something. Okay. Oh, Thank you guys a lot for listening, especially this week. Really appreciate you. Thank you again a lot to Kaya, who has mm-hmm. to re-listen to this episode of who produces the show. So tough. Um, I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.